Welcome to Murder, She Don't, a movie podcast where we watch horror films because I love them, but she don't. And then we talk about them because I do like talking, and he doesn't most of the time, but when it's about movies, he also does. Today we're going to discuss The Babadook, the 2014 Australian movie by Jennifer Kent. Uh, she wrote and directed it, and uh, she actually, like, did you know it was based on a short film she did? I did not. Called Monster. I try to stay away from this movie as, as much as possible. <laughs> it is a terrifying movie. Like, it's actually, like, yeah. this is the first one in a while that I've actually been creeped out by, like. And full disclosure, this is not our first time watching it, uh, but we were not sober mm-hmm. the first time, so we were thinking, okay. Like we're remembering it, like much so scarier much, than it was. So much more scary than it was. Nope, nope, <laughs> we weren't. It's not any better. It's probably worse being sober. Uh, I I would say. I don't know. I don't know. Like it might just be like the anticipation. Like oh crap, I forgot about this part. Here it comes. Yeah. That might also. Be I don't know. I think it affects me it. The, more the first time, but that might have partially been just because I was inebriated and not sure what was happening next (laughs) or possibly then anyway content warning an animal dies by the hands of a human Mm -hmm. there are insects um fed to somebody child endangerment yes possible psychological problems from the child like a lot of people have compared his behavior to autistic children. Yes. Like a lot of autistic parents identify with this movie because of the, the way he acts. Yes. And also, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of gore, but not a ton. If you like top hats, don't watch this movie. <laughs> if you like top hats, what are you doing in the 21st century? <laughs> Hey, I adored Top Hats until it became a symbol for the Babadook. I remember it was also uh, the Dr. Sleep. Remember Ro- Rose? Was that her name? Yeah. She had a Top Hat, too. Okay, but she wore it like in a way that I still kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. This movie, you <laughs> nope. Rose the Hat. That was her name, right? Rose, Rose the, the Hat. hat. Mm-hmm. And would you give this one a recommendation? Spoiler-free no, recommendation. N- no. 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 If you're listening to this for the intended purpose that we created this, <laughs> of you're trying to find a movie that you want to watch with your partner who adores horror movies and you're just not a fan, this is not the one. Not the one, the two, or the three. So let's go ahead and skip this one. But if you like horror films, this one's up there. This one, This one's very good. This is a very well-made movie. I would... Caution parents of watching this one. Oh, I don't God. think this movie would affect me nearly as much if you didn't have if I didn't have kids. Yeah. Like the this creepy parts are creepy, but it's the it's the children and the way the the son really uh, the, the way he is portrayed and the way the parent reacts to those choices that mm-hmm. he makes are sometimes very hard to watch. But yeah. yeah, I would I would give it a recommend. Just. Know that if you're a parent, this is kind of a harder watch. Yes. So it's about Amelia, and she is a widow living in uh, the city with her son, Sam, who's six, getting ready to turn seven. Yes. And her husband died taking her to the hospital to have Sam. And we see kind of a nightmare of the car wreck. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Like, we don't know, but it's very ethereal. And then she kind of floats into the bed and we realize that she's dreaming and she's woken up from her nightmare. And the nightmare is the car accident. Yeah. Just replaying the car accident. And Sam, like I said uh, at the opening, a lot of uh, autistic parents kind of look at Sam and his behaviors, and he does have some characteristics of some autistic traits. Yes, like on the spectrum. But I I wonder how much of it is that. He could very well be on the spectrum. It's never explicitly said, which I adore, Mm -hmm. because that would just be like exploiting an already, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say oppressed, but but troubled demographic. Mm -hmm. So I don't want them to commercialize, oh, it's about an autistic child. They didn't do that, which, brava. It's never explicitly said, yes, I can see tendencies that would make me think he's neurodivergent at some point but i'm wondering how much of that is just his mother's incapability of socializing him Mm -hmm. and how not well adjusted he is at all to the real world because she has kind of been a recluse yeah and their entire apartment flat house yeah is is well it's not a flat it has stairs but anyway their residence is all in grace and there's nothing colorful about it dark very dark dreary even his room is very dark dreary Uh, it makes you think of like the adam's house or adam's family or something but without the The cheeriness without the fun (laughs) but he starts behaving erratically like he builds weapons yes he builds like a um catapult that he can put on his back he's uh, obsessed with monsters and, and saving so, his mom and saving that's his a mom. very big important thing for him is making sure his mother i'll keep is safe. you safe i think at one point he says i'll keep you safe if you keep me safe and she's like of course i'm gonna keep you safe you see their whole like bedtime routine of her checking under the bed for monsters checking in his his wardrobe his closet he doesn't have a closet he has a wardrobe for monsters you know the whole routine and he's like strangling her leg at this mm. time just like frightened out of his skin and so she gets him back into bed and is like reading him the big bad wolf because he yeah. dies at the end uh so the three little pigs and the big bad wolf and it's the traditional one mm-hmm. instead of and they were all friends with it. no he dies in the big yeah, the black big pot. Wolf dies and he's like does he really die? How do you know he really dies? And she's like, I just know. Like, he dies. He 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 gets boiled alive. Like, he's fine. He's gone. The monsters are gone. And so that's how she kind of placates him. And he ends up taking one of his homemade weapons to school. Mm-hmm. She gets a call. She works at a nursing home mm-hmm. or a nursing facility. She talks about going into the dementia wing. And there is a gentleman who is friendly with her. A co-worker, yeah. A co-worker. And he's like, well, not this time. But like we meet him and they ca- kind of banter back and forth. Kind of kind like, of friendly. Kind of flirty, but not like super flirty. But yeah. Like a friendly just cordial. flirty. Yeah. yeah. Just very pleasant and cordial not creepy and i was like okay good she has somebody on her side and then she gets a call from his school and the like this whole beginning it's kind of the you you start feeling this oppressiveness that Mm -hmm. her life has where she has she has nobody like she has a sister that she talks to and she talks to this guy at work a little bit kind of just like fun right but 
she's it's incredibly lonely feeling like sam is her entire life and he is a burden on her for for part of it you know what i mean like he is he is preventing her yeah he's preventing her from getting a good night's sleep like because he is so scared he comes in there and he's like choking her while he's sleeping and kicking her in the back and if you've got kids you know what happens when they they sneak into bed (laughs) with you and they just keep Keep You're you like, up all night. Aw, snugglers. Nope. <laughs> terrorist. Bedroom terrorist. But yeah, she gets a call from the school. She goes down and is like, okay, what happened? And he had brought one of his homemade weapons, which was like a dart thrower. Yeah, he had a little homemade crossbow that would shoot darts. And she's like, oh my God, did anybody get hurt? I'll have a, a serious talk with him. And the administrators are like, we've had serious talks with him. That's not working. He's suspended. And she's like, well, I'll have a serious talk with him. And they're like, that's not going to work. And so basically he's expelled. Yes. For lack of a better term. And, uh, I mean, that word is never said in the movie, but yeah. later on... Uh, they have to find a new school for him. Yeah. Like. The Child Protective Services come by and, oh, well, this week has just been crazy. And they're like, he's no longer enrolled at his school. Yeah. We need to make sure... He's going somewhere. He's going somewhere. So she calls out from her job because... Well, she leaves him with her sister, mm-hmm. goes to her job, and... That's when he's like, well, the the guy at work tells her, hey, so-and-so's left for the day. I'll cover your shift. Don't worry about it. Just do do what you can. And I'll check in on Because she had called in to let them know, like, hey, I'm going to be late because Sam is sick. Yes. That's the excuse she gives. And so he's like, you've got a sick baby at home. Go home. Take care of the kid. And yeah. I'll cover your shift. It's fine. And so she's like, really? Okay. So she leaves, goes and picks up Sam at... Well, at first, she... Does she does the littlest thing for herself, doesn't she? Like I'm trying to think I think she just hangs out in the parking lot for yeah. a little bit, just taking a little bit of time for herself. Yeah. And she misses ten calls from her sister. And so she shows up. Sam is sitting crisscross applesauce on the front lawn and her sister's sitting on the steps way far away from him, just like staring holding at her him, daughter. Holding her daughter. And she's like, Your son is a freaking da 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 he keeps talking about this babadook because the night before they had read mr babadook yes and so this scene is she tells him well you can pick tonight so he goes and he picks up a book has a red cover has mr babadook on the spine but there's no other indication there's no author there's no publishing house there's nothing on this book and so she starts reading it, and it's like a pop-up book, which mm-hmm. I thought was like, ooh, okay. And no. <laughs> no. Very um, Edward Gorey kind of artwork in it. Yes. Like, and it shows creepy. the Babadook is like this long jacket, top hat. Claw. Very long claw fingernails. fingers. Yeah. Yeah, very, very creepy, creepy. striking figure. And then he has eyeballs in some pictures, and some pictures he doesn't. And it's all about, you know... Once you let the Babadook in, you can't you get, can't rid, get of him. rid of him. Blah, 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 blah. And the son is like, does he hurt the little boy? So she flips forward, and sure enough, like, she's like, okay, we're, we're done with that book. And then you see her just, like, rocking him back and forth, and he's, like, screaming, mm-hmm. crying, because he's freaked out by this book. And she's, like, reading she's another to read a happy book. book. Yeah. And 
She's like, oh, God, I'm never going to get to sleep. And then she calls in the next day sick. And she's like, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm sick. I can't come. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, so that's basically she's at home by herself with her son. And then creepy stuff starts happening. Mm -hmm. Like doors are opening, Mm -hmm. sounds all over the house. She finds glass in her food. Yes. And thinks that it was. Not his. Right. And thinks that it was Sam putting it in there, and Sam blames the Babadook. And she's like, the Babadook isn't real. So, anyway, it gets to be that she takes the Babadook book, because she had hidden it the first night after it scared him so bad. Mm -hmm. And then the second time, like when he accidentally knocked over the, the bureau or whatever, and the book fell down, she ripped it up. And threw it in the, the trash. Mm-hmm. See, uh, and she burned up, it. Well, she ripped it up and threw it in the trash first. That's right. Then she goes to her niece's birthday party. Yes. And usually they have the same birthday, by the way. Well, I think hers is slightly because remember Sam talks about how they never had his party on his birthday later. Oh, okay. So they usually have a joint birthday. Yeah, they usually have a joint party. birthday. Because it's hard to celebrate his birthday because that's the day his father died. Right. Like, it's it's hard for, um, um, what's her name, Amelia, to kind of deal with that, um, those emotions when trying to cheer up a happy birthday kind of thing. So right. they do it like a week or two early. But the daughter, the niece, doesn't want to have a shared birthday anymore. She's she like, I want to have a princess birthday. party. It's my birthday. I want to do it. So they go to the party and all the people are they're not mean to Amelia. The 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 other mothers aren't they're not they're not mean to her. They're just they're out of touch. And so they're like, oh, I've worked with widows before. And they think, da, 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 da. And, oh, my husband. And starts immediately talking about their husbands. And she's mm. like, oh, you don't have time to go to the gym. Oh, that must be so sad for you. And she goes off. And her sister calls her on it. She's like, anytime somebody mentions Oscar's name, right? Oscar, Oscar yeah. Yeah. Oscar is her husband who passed away. Anytime somebody mentions Oscar or like gives you their condolences because it's their first time meeting you in this awkward situation, you change the subject and you get defensive about it. Nobody blames you but yourself. Like, I I, I don't know. Like, you're not dealing with it. She goes, I am dealing with it. I haven't spoken his name in X amount of years. And I'm like, that's not dealing with it, bitch. <laughs> like, that is so not dealing with it. But she calls her on it, and I'm like, yeah, there's a l- tons of therapy needs to be had. Like, Amelia's sister is a bitch, but yeah. she's not wrong. She's like, not wrong. But she, but seven years mm-hmm. of, of this. Yeah. You know, the first three, sure. You know, the first year of school, the milestone that, that the first milestone that his dad missed. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, grieve those moments. Don't shove down your grief going, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine because you're not going to be well adjusted. And if you're not well adjusted, how the hell is your kid supposed to be well adjusted? But at the party, Sam is by himself in the the treehouse, kind of cowering in the corner. And his cousin comes up there and is like, you're not supposed to be up here. It's my treehouse. She's she's being a little brat. Being very, very cruel to him, like your dad died because he didn't love you. Nobody wants to be around you. Your dad died so he wouldn't have to meet you and all of yeah, this like all this horrible horrible shit yeah so sam gets mad and shoves her out which causes her to fall out of the treehouse breaking her nose in two places thank god it was only her nose yeah 
Um, and I'm not saying that you should shove children out of tree houses, but I, I have it. never I wanted to call a child the C word <laughs> so bad in my life. I love kids. I do. I have two of my own. Don't let your kids be dicks because I might be there and I will call them a dick to their face. <laughs> but that's saying. when um, like her sister, Amelia's sister, says to her, like, I hate your son or whatever. Like, I can't stand to be around him. Like, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. And she's like, oh, is she okay? And go away, go away. So she takes Sam directly to the doctor. Well, and... they, they head home. And on the way home, Sam has a seizure. Like, Oh, that's right. That's right. She's, she's very, like, she's worn out. She's threadbare. You know what I mean? She hasn't had sleep in nights. Sleep deprivation, she... just not taking care of herself the way she should. I right. don't rem- remember her eating a meal Besides at any the point. glass that yeah. She, yeah. But Sam has a seizure in the back seat while they're like yelling at each other. So yeah. she takes him to the doctor and during the doctor's visit, she's like she asks him for sedatives for Sam because she's like I I haven't slept in weeks. And you can tell the doctor's like... Most mothers don't... Don't want to drug their yeah. children. Anytime I suggest this, they they refuse. And she's like, they they only use these if it's really bad. And she goes, it's really bad. So she he gives him a prescription for like a week or something. Just, yes. just to get some sleep. And he says it's going to take about a month to get you into the psych eval, mm-hmm. which she requested. And so... She gives him the pill that night. She gets 11 hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. The ne- Like, she wakes up the next day and is like, whoa, what is this sleep? Mm-hmm. I've missed you. And Sam realizes that he wasn't able to protect his mother that night. Yeah. And so he's like, I don't want to. And he's very, he's still very lethargic from the pill. Like, it's a heavy dose of sedative. And so I think this is when the... Child Protective Services come over. Well, but one of the first things that happened, I'm, it might be, I think it's before Child Protective Service gets there, is she opens the door because she hears a knock. The Babadook's uh, signature, like he does a knock, knock, knock. Babadook, duke, duke, duke. At the front door, she hears the three knocks and she goes and looks and nobody's there. And then as soon as she turns around, it knocks again. But and, like banging. Yeah. And it's she. Bum, bum, bum. Not far enough, like, she opens the door and nobody's there, so, but she looks down and there's the book. It's back. That she ripped up. And it's all taped back together. With extra pages in it. With new pages that now talk about how once you start, like, let's see, before it talked about how once you let him in, he won't leave. The more you deny him, the stronger he gets is the new ones. And this is where it shows these disturbing images of her murdering her like the uh, the female uh, the woman in the book murdering their pet dog yes murdering her child yes and then killing herself yeah, yeah. it was a very intense scene but in, i got i got goosebumps i got goosebumps <laughs> thinking about that scene. but in in pop-up book form yes so <laughs> it's not as graphic and when she cuts her own throat because that's the only real place of blood like she strangles both the dog and the yeah. kid in the book and then she takes a knife and cuts her own throat but the blood is fabric so it's not graphic and that's why we didn't give blood as a like well there was a there's one gore scene 
that's pretty wow was surprising to me. Yeah. That when she has the image of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll get there. But but even without the gore, yeah. Yeah. I don't like this scene. <laughs> and the score does nothing for you. Like it's the, as creepy as you can get. And then she gets a phone call from just somebody like Amelia? We don't know. No, we don't know who it is. No, not uh, not Amelia. Uh, her sister. No, the, I'm thinking about the phone call where it's from the Baba Duke or whatever. Right, but she 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 calls. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, right. She calls. She calls her sister and is like, "Hey, um, is her sister's name Amelia?" No, her name is Amelia. Her sister's name is Claire. 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 Okay, so she's like, Claire, I don't know how to how to describe this to you, but I think somebody's stalking my son. A book that I threw away was now on my doorstep, all taped back together, and I just and she goes, Do you know that my daughter has to have reconstructive surgery on her nose? Like she's still pissed. Um understandably. Yeah. But like, again, the girl was being a bitch. Yeah. Um, so she she's dealing with her own problem and she goes, Well, I'll I'll pay for everything and she goes, You can't even pay for your own bills and like hangs up on her. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, ouch, but again, not mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> Claire's not wrong. She's just not a bitch. So she hangs up on her, and so she puts the receiver down. She starts walking away. The phone rings. She goes, Claire? Baba Duke, Duke, Duke. And so she slams it down again. She runs outside with the book and sets it on fire. And then goes to the police station. And she starts talking to... She's like, somebody's stalking us. And she covered her, in, in and ash and soot. And... and she's like, he's like, okay, uh, are they like right behind you? Like, what is happening? She goes, there was a children's book. And he's like, oh, okay, where's the One of the, the cops book? in the background, like, laugh at the... Yeah. Like, and she's like, I burned it. I burned it. Okay. So what makes you think it was, well, I threw it away and then it was back on my doorstep. And then this book that you, you have destroyed the evidence of. And she's like, yeah. And she looks behind him. And in the background, she sees the top hat and a coat hanging on like the coat rack. And it, it looks like the Babadook. And mm-hmm. she goes, Okay. And just leaves. Like backs away. Yeah. And she's like, we'll be fine. And so now she's become very isolated, even from the little bit of people she had before. And her, her next door neighbor, uh, I don't Agnes? Re- maybe? I don't remember her next door neighbor. She's, she's a perfect next door neighbor, and I love her. Mrs. Roach, I think is what her name yes, is. Yes, Mrs. Roach. Or Gladys. I don't remember what her first name is, but she, she Sam calls, calls her, her uh, Mrs. Roach. Mrs. Roach. And she is looking after Sam while she goes to the police station and she comes back and Sam, she's like, come on, Sam. And he goes, hey, Mrs. Roach has Parkinson's and that's why she shakes like that, which is another like indication that he might be on the spectrum just mm-hmm. because of how blunt he is. But kids are blunt anyway. And Miss Roach says that she because Miss Roach actually grew up with Oscar around mm-hmm. i guess that that, that might have been oscar's house growing up that they're living in that amelia and sam are living in now yeah. because she's like oscar was the same way he was just very forward and like he he said what was on his mind and that's that's fine he's a kid it's fine yeah and he he asked and i we had a good conversation about it and she's just mortified of like oh my god i can't believe you would actually ask her that like mm-hmm. come get inside and so she goes inside and basically 
figures out like if anybody's going to keep my kids safe it's going to be it has to be me nobody believes me the police won't do anything uh my sister freaking hates me um like all of these things and so she decides that she can't sleep anymore she has to make sure and he's still groggy from Mm -hmm. the pill and she tries to give it to him again and she does this time right yeah, she gives. She ends up giving him a couple. Okay. I think. I think he took it again because that's when she Six. starts having hallucinations of wave. Like she gets the knife out, yeah. Right, because she's. She, I forget what her first hallucination is. Was it the bugs? Maybe. Yes, and the, that's she sees the bugs, and so she some moves. Some roaches start crawling out from behind the. She moves her fridge, and she sees a hole in the wall. wallpaper, and so she peels back the wallpaper, and there's a big old hole that they just start pouring out, out of. of. Yeah, and so she's like, oh, oh, and she as she's dealing with that, child protective services come by, and they're like, hey, we just wanted to check, we don't see him enrolled, like you know, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, we just had an off week and he should be back in school. Well, he's no longer enrolled there. She's like, okay, well, then we might need another week to find another place. And can I get you a glass of water? And they're like, yeah. Or no, they ask because she didn't offer. She's like, can you give me a glass of water? And they start to follow her into the kitchen where she has like... Torn up the fridge. It's all like emptied out. There's no bugs anymore. And there's no hole in the wall. Yeah. And so she's like, what? And she's like, I, I'm dealing with this infestation and I just found a hole in the wallpaper, I guess. <laughs> like, she's just trying to make sense of it. <laughs> but Sam's first words to them, how are you feeling today, Sam? And he goes, I'm still feeling tired from the drugs my mom gave me. And she's <laughs> like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, pres- it's a prescribed tranquilizer to, 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 to help him sleep at night. Uh, doctor prescribed. And she's like tripping over herself, trying to explain that sentence that just flew out of her son's mouth. And they're like, no, okay. And so they... They leave. They she leave. cleans up. She's watching TV and she starts having... We don't know if this is a hallucination or not. She starts hearing a news report of a woman who has killed her child... In the basement. In the basement. And then... Stabbed her son. Stabbed her... Yeah, like... And then it zooms into a window on the TV. And, and you see her... Her smiling. Yeah. Like a creepy-ass smile. And so... She looks over and she sees Sam with blood on his chest. And she's like... <gasps> And she steps, like, she jumps up, and Sam goes, Mom! And she has the knife in her hand, and she's like, what? Because earlier he had tried to call Mrs. Roach. To ask if they could stay the night. Yeah, because he was getting creeped out at home, because his mother's crazy erratic behavior. And so she cut the cord, the phone line cord, but she still had the knife in her hand when she started hallucinating about Sam being killed. Very creepy. It was... God, that that scene where Sam has got blood all over his chat. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So things just uh, devolve from there. <laughs> and she like keeps trying to call to the dog. And the dog is like, mm, nah, I'm mm-hmm. good. She has a vision of Oscar. And yeah. I don't, in either dream or hallucination, we're not really sure. Yeah, and his head gets... Well, that's later in the movie. It's okay. the head part. This is the part where he says to her, like, bring me the boy. That's right. And she realizes, like, oh, fuck. So I think she tries to leave, right? Well, she runs upstairs to check on Sam. 
Mm-hmm. And as she's running up, because there's a basement where all of his dead dad's things are that he likes to sneak into and go look at. And she wants to keep him out of it. And so she's not, she's she, in the seven years, basically, she moved everything down there and doesn't go in there and locked it. Yeah. So she came up from there and then she sees the Babadook coming closer and closer to her. This thing is like 10 feet tall. Yeah. It's ginormous and it has a top hat and an overcoat and claw like fingers and just floats. Just, it doesn't take steps. It floats. And it's like on the ceiling at one point. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> like the three things I think are that are the worst is, is creepy kids. Mm-hmm. Check. Things on the ceiling. Check. And like, I, I don't know what my third one is, but this one che- <laughs> checks two of my worst boxes. So she runs upstairs to her room, closes the door, locks it, turns around, looks in her chimney and a top hat falls into the, like the the like there's nothing in the hearth there's like no wood or ash or anything it just falls and then you see the claws just kind of reach around the underside of the chimney like he's coming down the chimney like he's fucking santa okay that third one <laughs> don't mess with santa boom just ticks all of those boxes so anyway so she's freaking out she's crawling towards the door trying to get to the door and she she can't. Um, the Babadook grabs her. She's she's sobbing at this point. You see her face. You hear flesh ripping sounds. Yes. And then that's she's she's possessed by the Babadook. So she goes and checks on Sam because that's the whole Babadook's purpose. And this is this is the night that he tongued his meds. Yes, like he, he did he, not. He he's a magician. Mm-hmm. He sleight likes of hand. Sleight but, of hand. So he. Put it in his mouth and he acted like he swallowed it with the sip of water, but he still had it in his hand. And I'm like, smart boy. So that he could stay alert and make sure that nothing was going to hurt his mom. Well, at this point, he figures out very quickly, that's not my mom anymore. Because, well, does he see, because she goes downstairs because the dog's barking. Yes. And like snaps the dog's neck. And he, he hears it. And he, so... I don't think he sees it because she's turned away from him. Yeah. But he, and she comes to him and he's like, we got to get, we, we you got to come here because Bugs we gotta, is sick. Yeah, and... we got to, we got to take him to the vet. And he's like, mm. and he uses his like catapult that he built to like knock her out or mm-hmm. something and get away. Yeah. Like there's some scary chasing through the house, but yeah. like Mrs. Roach knocks on the door and she's like, I know it's late and I'm sorry, but. I just want to let you know that I would do anything for you and your boy. And she's like, okay, okay. Get out of here. Okay. She Thank say you. That, no, yeah. we're good. We're good. And so she gets rid of her and turns around and is like, Sam, in this like very distorted, possessed voice. Yeah. And so there's some more chasing and whatever. But she, he, Sam does finally lure down to the basement, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think he stabs her in the leg first. Yes. And then he lures her down to the basement, knocks her. He he uses his his homemade like uh, dart gun to shoot her in the shoulder. Yes. And then he I think he uses that again, but like with a bolt. Like yeah. a like a, I, what is the thing? I thought he used the Not knife. Not the bow she and had. arrow, but the crossbow. Yeah, the crossbow. She, he might have used the knife. On her leg. Anyway. Yeah. He gets she, she goes downstairs chasing him. He knocks her out, ties her up. And he's like, I know he's in there. 
I know you're in there, mom. I think he's trying to talk to the mom part of this woman and she's now. trying to escape but he gets too close and she's able to grab onto him and start choking him and so while she's choking him he can't escape so he just starts stroking her face and so she like kind it's of little comes hand <laughs> she she comes out of it throws up this blacky black ooze which i guess is the the like the, the babadook yeah it's like ink and they they think they're safe for a minute and then sam goes like you can't get rid of the babadook like this isn't over. Well, he turns to her and is like, he's staring behind her. And she's like, what's wrong? And he goes, you can't get rid of the Babadook. And all of a sudden, he, something grabs him and drags him up the whole flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Sam! Samuel! And so she runs up there. Um, the Babadook force or whatever is just throwing him against the walls and like throwing him around. And she grabs him, throws him on the bed. The bed starts to shake. I guess she screams the Babadook away, but then she gets a vision of Oscar again. Yeah. And she has, he's like talking to her, like the last words he said to her. And then you see that in the accident, his head had been halfway cut off. And this is the really gory scene that we were talking about. Like part of his head just gets sliced off off. and slides and plops under the ground and very rough looking. Yeah, but he's holding on to her, she's holding on to Sam, and she's just... And it's screaming at her, and she's screaming back, and it she she scares it away, and it runs down to the basement, and Where she goes lock and it. locks it, locks the door, and... A couple days later, or the next day, or whatever... They're getting ready for Sam's birthday party, the yeah. first one he gets to celebrate on his own. Mm-hmm. Or on the day, that's what on the day. on the day. And she has decorations up, and... The house seems a little brighter, and the CPS people come by, and oh, you know. And Miss Roach had been watching Sam while she was at work. Yes. And so she uh, lets them in, and I'm just getting ready for his birthday party, and da-da-da-da-da. And they're outside doing some gardening, and Sam's collecting worms. She goes, oh, that's a big one. You're getting a lot today. Put it in the bucket. And so she takes the bucket of worms. And goes to the basement door and tells him, wait into the backyard, like, go into the backyard and wait for me to say it's okay to come back in. And he goes, will I ever be able to go down there? And she goes, maybe when you're older. And so he leaves. She goes down, unlocks the door, and comes downstairs and puts the bowl of worms there. And something, like, he tries to get at her and she you know bristles but stands her ground and then he grabs the worms and she goes upstairs locks the door back and goes out into the backyard where they have cake and he's doing a magic trick trick. where he pulls a bird out of a tray of fire or tray of coins or something it's a a cloach for a, a food he puts a coin there and it's the where it lives on the top of the cloach, yeah. and then you push the button, and it... Ta-da! Ta-da! So that's the end of the Babadook. What did you think of the Babadook? Hated it. <laughs> Every single second of it. The score does not do anything for me. It definitely serves its purpose for making things creepy, but I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated all of it. And I remembered a whole lot more of it... Than you thought you would. Then I thought I would. Yeah, I was not <laughs> sober, like very not sober. The last time, the first time we watched it. So I was like, okay, 
kind of watching it again, but kind of like I'm not going to remember. No, I remembered every single <laughs> damn thing because that's how that pro- that movie probably sobered me up, to be completely <laughs> honest, because it was just so. <sighs> it is a very tense and terrifying and movie. And if you start sober, it just gets. Whew. But it is such a good movie like it's oh god that mom is it it good is it a good movie shut up (laughs) the actress who plays the mom uh essie davis i've never seen her anything before that i know of but my god she just gives a knockout performance in this like she is so good and sam was good he Um, played his role well like there were a couple of moments where i was like okay he uh, it, it didn't this was not his story this was her story and the fact that, I mean, the Babadook is an allegory. I think mm-hmm. I'm using that word <laughs> An allegory for grief, right. o- very obviously. Um, and it's the grief that she has and the grief that he has inherited mm-hmm. from her grief. Like, he meets strangers and she's like, oh, your dad must be proud that you can do all these magic tricks. And he's like, oh, he's dead. He died driving my mom to the hospital. You know, and so he knows exactly how his father died. I probably wouldn't have told him (laughs) that thing. You know, I would have just been like, oh, yeah, he passed away. Like, I don't think I would have the capacity to tell him the details of that. Yeah. um, Because I'd be dealing with my own grief. Um, But But that's the thing. She's never dealt with her grief. Yeah. And it's it's one of the things that like he has been told the story numerous times probably and so he's just matter of fact about it like oh it's okay he's dead he's da 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 but he does want to be connected which is why he keeps sneaking back into that basement to go through the stuff and yeah he's like you never let me i have it i'm i should know my dad or something like that or i want to know about him too and she's like you never go down there don't touches stuff and she's just very much like she has to deal with her own problems in order you got to put your 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 oxygen mask on first before you can help others and she hasn't done that and i think it is an important story and an important allegory but at the end she doesn't mention going to therapy (laughs) she doesn't well right it's not a it's not a perfect like the if it were super spelled out i think it would have lost something though yeah you know yeah and maybe the worms are a metaphor for her therapy you know feeding your grief letting it letting it exist but in its own space Mm -hmm. and that's that's the that's the main thing i really like the um the metaphor for grief of like it's a ball in a box and at first when you go through something traumatic or something that warrants grief it's a huge ball and so every time it hits the side of the uh, the box you just it hurts it hurts it hurts it hurts and it never goes away you you always have that ball but sometimes your box gets bigger either the ball shrinks or your box gets bigger your world gets bigger and at it hits the sides a little bit less, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it's not there. So there's a way to live with your grief and to honor your grief. And maybe her feeding the worms is her way of doing it. Yeah. But yeah, if there's one thing that I could suggest for both Sam and Amelia is therapy. Mm-hmm. Ton, like shit ton of therapy. <laughs> that's just, uh, whew, that's, that's it. And don't write any creepy children's books thank Mm -hmm. you the end
that's my thoughts. What are yours? That pretty well sums it up. Like it's a really good allegory for grief. It's it's obviously about that without being like hit your head, hit you over the head. You know what I mean? Like it's not. It's a little hit you over the head, but it's not like crazy amount. You know what I mean? It's it's really well done movie. Like I'm I'm surprised I haven't watched her other movie yet. That's how good this movie is. But I was inebriated the first time I saw this one, so. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, uh, I think this was her first, like, m- movie that she did. Like, that's amazing. That's a that's quite the mark. But, yeah, watch The Babadook. It's great. Unless you're like me and hate horror movies and then skip it. So would you do a menu based on The Babadook? Uh, well, this is another Australian movie. <laughs> we did two back to back. But this think... one we did for Pride Month. Yes. Because... Yes, we did. Because Babadook is a pride icon. Mm-hmm. And people ship him with it. Yeah, I think so. I think I saw a bunch of fan art with, like, the Babadook mm-hmm. and It. I don't know. I've been thinking about... Or Pennywise. Who I would, you know, ship him with. And I don't necessarily think it would... Like, that's, I feel, an obvious choice. That might have been his first boyfriend. There's history there. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that that's who he would end up with. Mike Myers, I think. Although I, not to assume anybody's sexuality, but I I think Mike Myers might be ace because he kills anybody who stones and bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that points to ace. Yeah, there's a lot it's of fan a, art. It's adorable fan art, but still, again, there's history there. I just don't think that mm, they're walking down the aisle. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm out on that one. Like so, but, Nosferatu. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, are very similar similarities if not they'd be good friends they would be maybe nosferatu is baba duke's father which would make the previous comment totally gross um but you know they they have like the the nails they got their long mm-hmm. creepy claw fingers big coat. big coat yeah maybe nosferatu is okay so going with that maybe frankenstein but menu. Let's go back to menu. Anything black and white. So New York has, and black I know and I'm cookies. like Australia, but yeah, New York has black and white cookies. I've always wanted to try my hand at making them. But you could also buy Oreos and achieve the same whatever. Any kind of black and white type of food. Mm-hmm. Hershey's, marshmallows. I'm thinking a s'mores type of thing. But the brown will the brown is too bright of the graham crackers. So maybe use I don't know what you would use squidding noodles and Alfredo sauce. Uh, uh. <laughs> God, no, thank you. I, I have no ideas for this one. But yeah, like it's a charcoaly kind of blended. Maybe a birthday messy. cake. Yeah, birthday cake. Happy birthday, Sam! Seventh mm-hmm. birthday. Um, tea. They they seem very proper in tea. Tea would be okay. I like tea. I like a hot n- tea. Uh, Earl Grey, hot. Yes. Yeah. There's uh, this one. I think we had Domino's lava cakes the first time. I think so. Yeah. Probably. I think we ordered. Make, make sense with that. Seventeen <laughs> orders of that or something like. We did not get seventeen, but maybe I. A I believe we had each of us have a set Two of pack. lava cakes. Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been eight lava cakes. We ordered eight. N- lava not for the two of us. We had friends over. Yeah. Anyway, so have we come to the point where we score the movie? Sure. What kind of scale do we want to use? One to ten 
Babadooks? <laughs> wow. One to, ten, one to ten creepy children's books. One to ten Duke Duke Dukes. Okay, that has to <laughs> one to ten Duke Duke Dukes. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go with an eight. Yeah, an eight. The Babadook is a really, really well made movie. It's not a movie I want to watch all the time, which is not why it's probably not higher. And Sam is good for what he does, but like can be a little over the top in yes. a couple of moments. But it's a really well made movie. It is tense. It is I think the only movie I can think of on this list. Where I actually got the chills. This movie gives me the chills. There's a couple of scenes where I actually gasp, even though I knew what happened because I vaguely remembered what happened in it. But yeah, this movie, yeah, an eight. This is a, this is a pretty strong eight. And you? It was so much more sober. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, you gave it eight what? Duke, Duke, Dukes. Okay, good. I think... It was so much worse sober. I think I am going to give this, hmm, not to be repetitive, because I know I gave last week a three, but I'm going to do it three Duke Duke Dukes. Would that mean nine Duke Duke Dukes or nine Dukes? Yes, you gave it a nine. (laughs) No. We're calling it a nine. No. Then yours is like eight times three. I don't, I don't math that fast. (laughs) 24. 24. Okay. Look, shut up. For all the reasons previously stated. This movie is... It, actually it's, terrifying like it's actually scary it is m- I, I shouldn't say terrifying much to take yeah like i could still sleep well that night but whatever must be nice yeah i did not sleep well <laughs> at all so yeah that's the baba duke if you enjoy the episode check us out on instagram at murder, murder she, she don't. don't tiktok at murder she don't and twitter at murder she don't one bastards <laughs> share with your family friends and check us or check especially if they live in australia we've done two we've done three total uh back but we've done two back to back yeah from australia is there another one from australia there i think the howling three the marsupials was made in australia but i don't have that one anymore how how about we don't do that one though (laughs) that's mm -mm. Um, wet koalas are scary enough for the last week of Pride Month because we kind of didn't think we didn't schedule it very well. So we got Baba Duke, mm-hmm. gay icon. The next one, do we want to do Sleepaway Camp? Now this movie has s- some trans people are like really into it, and some think it's kind of transphobic. I haven't I haven't seen the movie. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen the movie. I can't remember, but I know about the, you know. Do we want to do that? It's one know. of those movies that's kind of been recaptured by a certain segment of the trans population, but others view it as very problematic. Okay. So I ch- wonder how how I'm going to feel about yeah, that. Let's, like, let's check out Sleepaway Camp. And again, I'm I don't speak for the trans community at all. Right. Um, but I would like to examine it through the eyes of you. Yeah. Okay. The LGBT community. I do identify as LGBTQ. So. Um, I'm just not the T. Join us next week as we watch Sleepaway Camp. And sure. if you want to watch it, I believe it is uh, streaming free on Amazon Prime right now. So, And this one I think I will read from both sides of that camp of like, yeah. yes, this is ours and hmm, it's problematic. Yeah. Like, I think 
we need to, as responsible podcast <laughs> owners for all seven of our listeners. Hi, Laura. <laughs> I think we need to to examine both sides and, and do okay. our research on this one because it has a history of, of being considered problematic. Yeah. So. so we'll check us out for sleepaway camp next week. We're doing research for y'all bitches. <laughs> and remember, if, if you're, you're that, that hungry, hungry, then go, go eat your shit. shit. <laughs> so mean. It is a very mean line.